WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light in Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Governor Gretchen Whitmer joined other leaders from around the globe at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland this week. Whitmer was one of seven speakers on a panel to discuss the return of manufacturing. I think that with the CHIPS Act and the IRA getting passed, we're going to see onshoring of manufacturing from the whole value chain. And we are doing a lot of that already in Michigan, from chips and semiconductors uh, all the way to batteries to ultimately recycling, which is something that all of us are going to have to uh, make sure that we are pushing industry to to achieve these goals. Wimmer is also saying Michigan is poised to lead as manufacturing moves toward electrification in all things. She said whether it's maritime, aerospace, or traditional mobility. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners will soon consider approving the county's next five-year master plan. Berrien County Community Development Director Dan Fetty told commissioners this week the plan will guide development and the use of resources in the coming years. A survey to gauge the public's thoughts was included. What do you think is the most important of the quality of life in Berrien County? And you see affordable housing, security and safety, job opportunities. Obviously, a lot of this makes perfect sense. We also asked them in relation to, say, questions about housing, which is on everyone's mind right now. What kind of housing should be encouraged? You see the majority are looking for single family houses, multifamily, condos and apartments and so on and so forth. Fetty said the master plan has four central components. They are housing, economic development, natural resources, and land use and community facilities. He was asked if the 88-page document contains any ambitious goals. I think one of the most ambitious things that the county is doing right now, consistent with the goals of that plan, is trying to provide broadband services to the entire county. Fetty said the goals within the housing category are to develop livable, affordable housing. For economic development, goals include revitalizing distressed communities and supporting agriculture. For natural features, goals include reducing sprawl and preserving natural resources. The document represents 16 months of work after it was initially delayed by COVID. The county commission will consider approval of the master plan in two weeks. A development project in Cassopolis has received an award for the improvements it's bringing to the community. The Imagine Cass Embrace the Vision Cassopolis Transformation Project is the recipient of the Southwest Michigan Planning Commission's 2022 Graham Woodhouse Intergovernmental Effort Award. Cassopolis Village Manager Emily Legro tells us the project sought to transform the entire town. We had seen some perpetual decline, and we wanted to unite the community under some core principles of community vision, collaboration, citizen-led change, and kind of the underlying principle, if you invest in yourselves, others will invest in you. Legro says the Cassopolis Transformation Project included the elimination of five blighted buildings, the addition of murals throughout the community, 20,000 feet of new roads, and the MI Advanced Research and Technology Park, or Smart Park. The plan was put together with public input and help from several partners. Imagine what we could look like, what we could be, the legacy we wanted to leave, and then held multiple public engagement sessions and community events. Legros says the Cassopolis Transformation Project is ongoing, currently in its second phase. That will include more work to the new municipal beach, a housing project, and additional murals around town. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission selected the project for the award due to all the collaboration that went into it. Corwell Health South has released its 2022 cancer care report, looking at cancer cases locally and nationally to understand trends, support cancer research, improve prevention, and improve outcomes. Corwell Health South 
previously known as Spectrum Health Lakeland, says in 2021 it treated 1,193 total cancer cases. Of them, the five most common forms of cancer were breast, lung, prostate, colorectal, and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. 54% of the patients were female and 45% male. 72% were age 60 or older. 26% were between 30 and 59, and less than 2% were under the age of 30. You can read the full report at spectrumhealthlakeland.org cancer. General Motors has announced it will invest nearly $800 million in its Flint and Bay City plants to strengthen the automaker's full-size truck and SUV business portfolio in Michigan. GM will spend $579 million to prepare the Flint engine plant to assemble the company's sixth generation of small-block V8 gas engines. At the Bay City plant, GM will invest $216 million to support the work going on at the Flint plant. GM Vice President of Manufacturing Gerald Johnson says the company continues to invest in gasoline engines even as it moves toward electric vehicles. We have no intention of walking away from the millions of customers that we have and expect to continue to have in our internal combustion engines and our trucks and SUVs. Governor Gretchen Whitmer's office says GM's invested more than $1.1 billion in the Flint plant since 2011. Whitmer says the investment will retain good-paying jobs and, quote, enable us to build on our legacy as the place that put the world on wheels. State agriculture experts say the ongoing outbreak of avian influenza, which has led to a whopping 130% increase in the price of eggs, is the worst seen in the U.S. 58 million birds, including 43 million egg-laying hens, have been destroyed as the current outbreak has led to a 30% drop in U.S. egg inventories. MSU agriculture professor David Ortega says there are other factors as well. We've also seen a rise in feed costs, which uh, represents a little bit over half of the cost of eggs, uh, in addition to labor costs as well as transportation costs. So certainly the bird flu outbreak is having a significant impact, but there are other factors at play that are leading to these increases in egg prices. Ortega says it'll likely be until late spring or early summer before U.S. egg production and prices level out. And there's a wild tale about a shipwreck off the Keweenaw Peninsula and Copper Harbor almost 100 years ago. The story's detailed in author Larry Jorgensen's book Shipwrecked and Rescued about the Bangor, which was carrying 240 brand-new Chryslers in 1926 when it crashed on a reef. The ship basically was trashed. We're talking about November, heavy snow, uh, really rough times up there on the Keweenaw. And the story is very unique because not only did the crew finally get rescued after two days of almost freezing to death, but ultimately the 240 Chryslers were rescued off of the car, off of the ship as well. Jorgensen says many of the cars were covered in ice, which had to be chipped away before the cars were taken by rail back to Detroit, refurbished and sold. He said one is an Eagle Harbor Lighthouse Museum on the Keweenaw Peninsula. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. Brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Wajak, where furniture shopping is fun. President Biden answering questions about classified documents for the first time since a special counsel was named to investigate the matter. ABC's 
Mary Bruce has more. The president confident there is no there there, but he is also clearly frustrated and pushing back. There are still a lot of outstanding questions about what the president described as a handful of documents that were filed in the wrong place. And even though this has become a political liability for him, the president says he has no regrets that they didn't disclose these classified documents sooner because he is adamant that they are doing this by the book, saying they are fully cooperating and complying with the ongoing special counsel investigation. And the president says he is looking forward forward to this being resolved quickly. Western defense leaders meeting at Rammstein Air Base in Germany have failed to resolve divisions over possibly providing new tanks and other military aid to Ukraine. The tank debate roiling the coalition was not resolved in a long meeting today, but Germany's new defense minister suggested the issue was inching forward. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin told the group this is a crucial moment in the war as Russia is regrouping and re-equipping. The fighting is expected to intensify in the spring. On the National Mall today, crowds gathered for the first March of Life since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. ABC's Justin Finch has more on what a House Democrat is saying at the annual anti-abortion event, drawing supporters from around the country. First organized after the 1973 Roe v. Wade Supreme Court opinion, the March for Life has been fighting to overturn that decision that afforded federal abortion rights protections. And last summer, the High Court did strike down Roe. Connecticut Democrat Representative Trina McGee says in a post-Roe America, anti-abortion supporters must be ready to respond. We are going to be different. We are not only pro-life, but we care about moms too. We care about families. We care about educations. Pro-life for the whole life. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington. Google is laying off 12,000 workers, becoming the latest tech company to trim staff as the economic boom that the industry rode during the COVID pandemic ebbs. The Silicon Valley Giants CEO shared the news on Friday in an email to staff that was also posted to the company's news blog. He said the company has hired, quote, for periods of dramatic growth over the past two years, but that was a different economic reality than the one we face today. He said the layoffs reflect a rigorous review that Google carried out of product areas and functions. U.S. flu illnesses continue to decline. ABC's Dave Packer has more. The 2022-23 flu season got off to a record early start. Just a month ago, some parts of the country reporting very high flu activity. But new CDC data showing influenza activity falling. Steep declines in flu illnesses for the second month in a row. The flu-related hospitalization rate declining for at least six weeks, although still higher at this time than it's been since at least 2010. There's still trouble spots. Currently, four states, as well as New York City, the District of Columbia, and Puerto Rico, are reporting high levels of influenza-like activity. Dave Packer, ABC News. Three active-duty Marines have been charged in the riot at the U.S. Capitol. Court records show that Micah Coomer, Joshua Abate, and Dodge Dale Helenin were arrested this week on misdemeanor charges after fellow Marines helped investigators identify them in footage found among the pro-Trump mob on January 6, 2021. No defense lawyers for the men were listed in the court docket, so it's not immediately clear whether they have attorneys to comment on their behalf. A Marine Corps spokesperson said it's aware of the, allegation, of the allegations and is, quote, fully cooperating with appropriate authorities. Dozens of people charged in the riot of military backgrounds, but these three are only among a handful on active duty. A new court document alleges that Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes is a flight risk and that she tried to flee the U.S. after she was convicted of fraud last year. ABC's Alex Stone has more. Federal prosecutors say in a new court filing that Elizabeth Holmes booked an international flight to Mexico last year after she was convicted and that trip had no return booked. They say after prosecutors told her attorneys that then she canceled the trip, 
Prosecutors make the claim in a response to a motion by Holmes' team to delay prison until after she's done appealing her convictions. In November, Holmes was sentenced to over 11 years in prison due to turn herself in this spring. Alex Stone, EBC News. A polar bear attack that killed a mother and her one-year-old son in far western Alaska this week underscores the risks of living alongside the world's largest land carnivores and has renewed interest in prevention programs known as bear patrols. Several other communities above or near the Arctic Circle rely on the patrols where people use vehicles, lights, beanbags, shotguns, or other non-lethal measures to scare bears out of town. The bear patrol program in the village where the Tuesday attack occurred had lapsed, although it's unclear that it could have prevented the mauling even if it had been active. Officials say they're examining how to prevent such fatal encounters in the future. And there is strong reaction to Russia's decision to ban beards for soldiers. ABC's Enid de la Quatera has more from the foreign desk. Chechen leader Ramzan Kadyrov slamming Russia's decision to bar soldiers from wearing beards, a move that's also been blasted by the chief of the Wagner mercenary group. Their reactions are being viewed as yet more evidence that two of Russian President Putin's biggest supporters are growing increasingly critical of Russian military leadership. Russian officials argue the ban is part of military discipline. Inez de la Quatera ABC News at the Foreign Desk. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.